You're listening to Dynamo's Dust. Now let's welcome your host, Team Dynamo Kelly. Welcome the Dynamos Dozen and the Four Podmen with me and Noel, your hosts. <laughs> I don't even think we need to get into any of the talc stuff today, to be fair. Um, this is a very special and unfortunate episode that we said we put together just out of respect for um, a young lady who passed away over the weekend and uh, has kind of sent shockwaves, I suppose, throughout the world of professional wrestling, but also throughout the world in general in terms of anybody that knows the story and has kind of seen the, you know, seen the, the, the events, I suppose, that led up to it. So myself and Noel today said we would do our own kind of little tribute uh, show for uh, one Shannon Claire Sproul, who is better known as Daphne, um, who had a, had a great career, I suppose, in the world of professional wrestling from, you know, <clears throat> the late nineties up to the early two thousand, up to the I suppose mid two thousands, and even even today, she's well known and well respected within within the fraternity, I suppose. So, Noel, as I said, no bells or whistles today with intros and stuff like that. More of a, uh, I suppose, a tribute shows that we don't like to have to do, but at the same time, need to be done. Yeah, kind of, when you hit me up about this and we said we'd do it, like, it kind of reminded me of those dark days of doing those dark sides of the ring yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's such a sad story, really, when you think about this girl, 46 years of age, I think she was, like, you know what I mean? Still a very young woman and stuff yeah. like that, but obviously, you know, obviously had her issues. Um, not, like, how different than any of us we have our yeah. issues, but sometimes, for some people, it just pushes them over the line. The thing that really got to me... The other day was really that video that was posted that she posted on Twitter, I think it was, yeah. or Facebook, I think it was, and it was just heartbreaking to see a girl break down live like that. And, and then afterwards to find out, kind of like that, you know, no one had got there in time to save her, and you know, that she had carried out kind of the wish that she had at that time in her mindset, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was almost, I suppose, the dark side of it. Um, not to steal a pun or to try and use puns in this show is more so the fact that the video that we did see, I wouldn't encourage anybody to watch it, um, to be honest with you. Um, I suppose there's two ways of looking at it. Isn't there like that, you know, it's a video that will leave a lasting impression on you um, purely when you see someone in so much pain and so much anguish mentally. Um, but at the same time, you know, she was talking about you know, her brain, her brain needs to be kept preserved and needs to be looked at and studied and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it, it was very difficult, um, for, for, I'm sure anybody even listened to the show who knows the story and mm. um, it was very difficult to, to, to watch and to hear, but for anybody that hasn't heard it as well, put knows of, you know, for anyone that just likes to listen to these shows and there is plenty of people out there that just like to listen to these shows and whatever we're talking about. I think realistically, this is, kind of a conversation about a young lady who you know 
did what she did within the world of professional wrestling. But but once again, here we are talking about, you know, somebody that's taking their own life in the world of professional wrestling. And I always like to say, Noel, and, and so do you, that it's easy to point the finger of blame at professional wrestling, the art itself. It's not necessarily that, I don't think. But it, it, it is a case of when you hear the old story of the old veterans back in the day saying, have a plan B, you know what I mean? Have something else that you're passionate about so that if it doesn't go well for you, you can, you know, you can go down that route. Would I, would I be right in saying that or do you think? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you hear it even today when you go into wrestling schools today and they bring in guests, sort of legends and stuff like that. Yeah. Those yeah. guest legends will always turn around to young guys going into the business and will say, lads, always complete your education. Always yeah. have a degree or a backup. Always have something to do because... You know, you can rise to the top of this game very, very quickly and you can hit rock bottom just as quick. Yeah. And it's such, you know, when you think about the way it goes and stuff like that, it's such, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine line. I mean, you see it these days, guys that are on top of this game and all of a sudden they're on pre-shows and they can't deal with it or they're released or whatever it is, you know, and it's just, it must be a huge fall from grace when you've been there and you've been, you know, say WWE or at the time she was in WCW and stuff like that. So this is, this is the pinnacle of the sport really, you know what I mean? And then, and then at that age to kind of, you know, be so disturbed about it and, you know, trying to deal with just normal life after playing this character for years um, and and she seemed like an absolute sweetheart of a girl. Yeah. Like she she didn't seem anything like the crazy character no. that she Be played. Honest. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But you but you know what happens? You know, you know we often say in this game, you know, you know the gimmick sometimes, you know, becomes reality over time if you play it long enough. You it know can't I mean? take over. Yeah, can't take over. Yeah, and I just I just thought it was really sad. And I look. We sit here and we do these podcasts. Part of the reason we do these podcasts is we know that people that listen, you know, sometimes are going through some of these issues as well. And we sometimes try and help out that way with these podcasts yeah. and the banter and the chat, the fun. We get plenty of emails and messages and DMs and all saying, look, you made my day on that bread episode or you made my day on that own heart episode or whatever it is, a football banter or whatever. And it means a lot to these people, you know, and that's why we do it. It's, you know, our channel isn't monetized. We don't make any money. Um, we do it because we love podcasts. We love chatting. And, and look, me and you, how often do we talk each and every week, at least once or twice a week, where we talk about life, not yeah. about podcasts. We talk yeah. about life and life's challenges and what we're going through. And, you know, you've gone through tough times. I've had my issues at times. Everyone does, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. You know, most of the guys who come onto the podcast <clears> often <throat> talk about how important it is that they get involved in the episodes and it keeps them on the straight and narrow. And, you know, when they're going through difficult times, it's a purpose and it gives them a reason to get out of bed and do stuff and all that kind of thing. So, like, this this is not not just an episode, obviously, about Daphne and her life and stuff like that, but also, you know, it's a shout out there to people that if you are struggling, get in touch. We're here. Drop a comment, drop a DM, you know how to contact us. We don't have to tell you how to contact us at this stage. If you need to talk, we're always here. We always have an ear. Um, or we can certainly put you in the right direction, you know what I mean, if, if, if we can't. Um, so, yeah, always reach out, you know, because what happens is if it gets to the stage where it gets to with Daphne, 
you know, once that happens, there's no coming back from that. You know what I mean? There's no resolution to that. You know, it's done, and that's that's the final stage, really. You know, and so yeah, just very sad for a young woman that this is how her life ends. You know what I mean? And, you know, she's not the first lady, not not the first women wrestler either who this has happened to. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, Ashley Mazzaro as well. Ashley Mazzaro yeah. as well, who was a beautiful young woman as well, with everything to live for, and just yeah. like the blink of an eye, it's gone. Awesome. I suppose, um, you know, with, with every, you know, with, with every situation like this, you try and pay a tribute to the person as well and look at the stuff that they've achieved and look at the legacy they've left. And I think when you look at the, uh, I suppose when you look at the messages and the condolences and stuff like that all across Twitter and social media yeah. from people, I thought Mick Foley's one was absolutely beautiful, to be fair. thought, you know, as only Mick Foley can, he can word things amazingly. And I thought it was... Yeah really nice and I'd hopefully on the pay-per-view with all elite um uh, wrestling tonight they they kind of you know pay a little bit of a tribute there as well i'm sure they will but they will. um let's let's kind of look at her her career in wrestling because she was always an interesting looking character wasn't she my first experience with daphne was uh jesus i'm looking at 1999 and i'd kind of i'd kind of had a little bit of time away from wrestling around that period for about a year um <clears throat> year six months or so and i went down to uh the local the local shop the nutmeg and bray where we always got our wrestling magazines and i bought um it wasn't power slam at the time i think it was wow the world of wrestling magazine i think That's it right, was yeah. the big yeah. one big yeah the big one <clears throat> they always had a centerfold and i found this one at daphne and i was like that's my girl i like her because mm-hmm. she was actually really pretty and me being a rock kid you know what i mean i was a young man rock kid i was like oh yeah i think i'll I think I'll have a bit of that. Put the poster up on the wall. <laughs> Didn't know anything about her, but it was just really intriguing-looking character. Very pretty, as you can see in the background there. Lovely smile. Very full of full of life, full of um, full of character. I think yeah. would be the right way of saying it. And um, I saw her kind of uh, runs with with uh, with Crowbar in particular. That was what I first yeah. saw. What about what about yourself, Noel? Yeah, well, that was kind of where she came into the reckoning really and then of course she won the WCW Cruiserweight Championship you know off yeah. crowbar with Chris Candido getting them <clears> at the time uh, that's a sad story in itself isn't it when you look at the Tammy Sitch situation and Chris Candido absolutely. yeah yeah just I mean just to preface that that the, the Chris Candido when he passed away the injury he, he got that he passed away from I was at that show so that was very sad for me so I have a close connection with that Candido passing like it's very yeah. sad yeah, I'm uh, a big fan yeah. of his work as well yeah Oh yeah, he was fantastic. Absolutely. Very underrated. Very underrated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, but and, and she was only one of two women to hold that belt. Remember, Medusa was the only one yeah. it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you you know, you're talking about starting off here at a real, really, really good level, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, you know, she sort of she sort of drifted in and out of wrestling, didn't she? Really? Mm. Like so she came in and she kind of did stuff and then she kind of went away and then she came back in and did more stuff and went away you know she did a lot of stuff on the independent circuit of course you know what i mean with xpw and stuff like that she went into ring of honor of course for a while and um, you know acting as a valet for the, the second city saints of course cm punk cm punk as well and that was a great fit nice yeah wasn't it absolutely and and a lot of people may or may not know this but she was married to she was married to rich ward you know um and she separated from him, and she was also the girlfriend of CM Punk for a while, you know. So, um, 
it's it's an interesting conundrum, and I'm sure, definitely on AEW, they'll definitely yeah, they'll definitely go down a little tribute there for her, absolutely deserves it, you know. Yeah, she she did date CM Punk for a while, and, and for anyone that doesn't know, Rich Ward, obviously a guitar player and pretty much the, the music maker for Fozzy and, and Stuck Mojo. Um, hopefully Beyond Dynamo's doesn't at some point, still in the pipeline, but uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, yeah like, she, she was such an interesting character, wasn't she? Because as a valet, she was phenomenal. But, like, when you look at some of her work in the ring, she was, actually, she could go. Like, yeah. in a time where, say, women's wrestling, let's be real, wasn't, I suppose, as appreciated or celebrated as it is today, um, for right or for wrong reasons, that that's neither here nor there. But um, I I found I suppose what attracted me to Daphne as well was not just you know physical looks or anything like that. It was also her her gimmick, her charisma. She kind of I suppose when I look back at a few little bits um, today, and she was kind of almost like a bit of a modern cherry, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, yeah. She came out with them. Um, they, they started off the uh, Ed Ferrara came up with that idea that she should be screaming more, yeah, and stuff like that. So, I mean, hats off to Ed Ferrara for that because it was absolutely yeah. brilliant, you know what I mean? Yeah, and sometimes these guys get a lot of stick, but at times they have come up with some little gems at times, and you got to give them props when they do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if you really want to see the dynamic on our work. Um, really TNA is the place to go because yeah. she did some fantastic stuff in there that I think most people who follow TNA at the time will remember I mean when the beautiful people when when the women's division was at its peak and you remember the beautiful people with Angelina Love with Velvet Sky and Madison Rain and all who were absolutely fantastic um, she was in there she was the girl who did the Sarah Palin skits so she yes. was the Sarah Palin which, yeah. was, which, which couldn't be further from the Daphne character oh, 100% think about it so this is where you see the dynamic and the range of her work and what she was capable of, you know. But she had some great feuds in there with ODB and Tara, Victoria from WWE. And, you know, she just, she worked with everyone in there, you know. I mean, Angelina Love, Lacey Von Eric, beautiful people, you know. She worked, and then she did some work, she did some of that stuff as well with Dr. Stevie, if you remember when they were doing the Stevie Richards stuff and the, yeah. that crazy abyss stuff at the time and all, and Dr. Stevie and all that. Uh, when when they were going through the abyss and the Joe Park stuff, and all this yeah, stuff, yeah. Know? So so it was it was it was very entertaining stuff, you know what I mean? And she really, she was brilliant as Sarah Palin. I have to say she pulled it off to a T. Oh, yeah. hot hot as anything as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But like, she also she also came in as well as Shannon, and she was Shark Girl as well. A lot of our yes. people would remember Shark, Shark Girl. Yeah. Give me a give me a give me a shell. Yeah. Yeah. All that kind of cool so, Again. Really, really, you know, at times it could be a little bit cringe, but really very diverse though. You know, very diverse though. Very diverse. And then she was a plant, if you remember, in the in the audience for the the awesome Kong, the twenty five thousand dollar challenge. She was one of the three girls in the audience that was really able to face awesome Kong as well. You know, so like she was very dynamic in her work in the way she put stuff together, and and probably could have achieved. A hell of a lot more, I'd say, really, if someone had a kind of just latched onto her a little bit. I think so WWE nice missed a beat at that time when they were going for, yeah. you know, the whole, you know, you had to, you know, you had to have the implants and you had to look like you were from Playboy and all that. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. they missed a beat in having a character like that. I mean, we look at, um, I saw a lovely, you know, tribute to friend of the show, the family, Soraya Knight, of course, um, is heartbroken over it and, and very, very similar characters, very dark and, yeah. um, 
I always thought like, you know, someone like a page would have looked up to that kind of character as well. Do you know what I mean? With the kind of goth kind of look. And um, I suppose one thing I'd like to say as well is that, like I, I kind of mentioned the, earlier on about Mick Foley and the tribute he said, you know, that he, he paid to, um, you know, to Daphne. I think one of the things that really stood out to me was, was, the kind of person she was when you heard about the girl that she, now I can't remember the name of the girl that she put over that all she wanted to do was have a wrestling match and she had been in a car crash or something or had an accident and yeah. he put the match up and he said, this is the match I'm talking about where Daphne put her over and literally gave her her moment in the, yeah. in the sun. And um, obviously <clears throat> one of the reasons that Daphne did suffer a lot of breakdowns, which, um, you know, will, will resonate with a lot of people, including myself to an extent, is that she had that kind of injury that basically stopped her in-ring career before it yeah. really got started. And there is where I'd like to talk a little bit about the mental health of something like that. When you've got wings and they're clipped from you, it can really bring you into a dark place. I know it did with me and I know it's done it with a lot of people. Uh, for this lady, you know, this was her passion. This is what she loved. And the fact that she was able to be so diverse, as we mentioned, um, showed how much she loved the business. And I think in some of the videos you see, like she put on a bit of weight and she was saying that doctors were telling her she needs to change her diet and blah, blah, blah. But the injuries, sometimes people look at someone like that and say, oh, you've just put on weight and you're, you know, you don't really, you're not looking after yourself. Sometimes it's a case that you can't, you know, physically and mentally you can't because, you know, you're, it's, 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 it's horses for courses, isn't it? And it's something I'm tiptoeing around because I don't want to offend anyone with that sense because people do automatically assume that oh, there's just somebody that's let themselves go. Noel, talk to me about that. Like, yeah, it's kind of like when you see people and they're, you know, they've lived life as a routine. Like she would have had a routine as a performer yeah. and stuff like that. She would have had dates. She would have had training. She would have had purpose. She would have had like her, her life was probably hectic, you know, you know, Regimented. Yeah, and we talk about this a lot. Like, like you think about. I mean, we've often said when you think about someone, say like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I mean, we often say Jeff Hardy's at his best when the company keeps him busy because when he has too much time to himself, that's when things kind of go astray. Yes. And this is this is kind of a situation. If you're sitting at home and one minute like you're on a hectic schedule, you're working for all these different organizations or whatever it is, and you, you know you're traveling up and down the road with your road mates and your roommates and all that kind of stuff and you're working your, your craft and you're developing your craft and remember this was obviously a girl who was a very generous girl as well because you know in order to be a valet in wrestling you have to be a giver you're giving yourself all the time to make this person in the ring a better person yeah so you're naturally a generous person in terms <clears throat> of your time and in terms of you know your ability within the craft so I just think, you know, it's one of those things when you do see signs like that, you see people putting on weight or, you know, they don't have that desire to get up and go to the gym or whatever their routine was, their walks or whatever it is. These are telltale signs that something generally isn't right. And yeah. this is when people need to recognize those signs and step in and go, well, look, how are you doing? Put an arm around someone. How are you doing? What are we doing? Do you want to come to the gym? Do you want to do something? Do you want to try something different? Go for a walk, get out, get air. More often than not, these problems that trigger these things are not life-ending things, really, when you look no. back on them. It's <clears> just no. the result of it is that you felt you couldn't deal with it anymore. 
And that's the trigger that lights the fuse that leads you to that path of no return. Yes. And that's really, that's really the sad thing about this. You know what I mean? That here was a girl, you know, who probably lit up a room when she was in it, obviously had a fantastic personality, but just, you know, things went awry and things went astray. Like a lot of wrestlers lives, it happens to not everyone stays on top of the mountain. Not everyone has a 20 year career. Not every, everyone makes millions and millions of dollars out of this business for everyone that does that there's probably another 500,000 that never do it that's still wrestling gym halls up and down countries all week long for 30, 40, 50 bucks whatever it is and I think that it's just you know it's just it's just a very another sad story it's another sad story of a young woman that we've lost again who had many many years ahead of her in life who just ended up going down the dark path and couldn't find a way to climb back out of that dark path and obviously had people around her who maybe didn't see the signs or didn't recognize the issues or didn't see or maybe she was quite private in the way she hid these things and unfortunately it's resulted in what's happened yeah i mean when people pay tribute and this isn't to knock anybody as well you know people pay tribute i mean i went back on some of the videos on instagram and stuff like that and you know, the signs were there and I'm sure that a lot of people did privately reach out. You know, I'm sure the likes of these Fowl, Mick Foley and all these guys reached out to get people real help with this. I mean, you said something, Noel, and I don't know. I suppose this is me kind of reaching out to anybody that's listened to this that has ever had a dark thought, really. And I suppose if, if, if anything comes from this, you, you, you're, you're going to try and help, you know, the next person that's thinking along these lines. One of the best things you can do, you know, is just go and be with nature. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's an amazing thing. It's a really an amazing thing when you can go for a walk in the woods or go for a walk by the sea. Go for go get that fresh air, as you said, and think things through. Write down stuff. Write down how you're feeling. You know, who you think you'd like to reach out to. You know, who you think are, are there for you. Because you'll find that nine out of ten times that people that go through this sort of illness and it is an illness um they feel that they have no one but it's it's the it's the brain and the mind and the paranoia all mixed together that you're telling yourself that you're not worth it or you're not good enough so why would such and such actually be bothered with you do you know what i mean or, or that the result of this is a better place to be than where you currently are. Yeah. Because you can't just live with the pain of being eaten up inside and having to deal with the day-to-day issues. And I say to people all the time, like, look, this affects us all. It does. Every, look, if you're not suffering somewhat from it, you know someone who's suffering from it, or you've been there before and you've come out the other side. You've all, everyone gets touched by mental health. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And I think, I think it's just, you know, the one thing I said coming out of all this pandemic and COVID and all was that, you know, the one thing it's taught us is we do need to be there for each other more. Yeah. We do need to help each other out. There is that community spirit there again now that was lacking where, you know, everyone was thinking about the extra holiday they go on or changing their car or the next house extension or whatever it is. Those things don't matter. They don't. What matters is, when community comes together for the betterment of everything else. And that's where it stands together. And I think, you know, this is only really the tip of the iceberg, really, because I said to you already, we've spoke about this offline. These lockdowns that have happened for the last 18 months, two years, whatever it is, there's a wave of this coming. There's people in their bedrooms now suffering 
because now they're trying to be asked to go back out into society and they don't know how to deal with it. And I said it to you guys even on the show here before. Yeah. I've gone back into the shop now working. It's so weird for me to be back in the shop again, working, talking to people again, trying to communicate with people, yeah. all that kind of thing. It takes a real effort at the moment because I haven't had to do it. And my world changed. My world for the last 18 months has been on Zoom podcasting or chatting to you guys on Zoom or whatever it is. We haven't been able to meet up for a beer. We haven't been able to meet up to do a live podcast. We haven't been able to do anything. It's a massive change, massive change. Yeah. And I think there's some people out there, and if you're anyway fragile at all, or if you do have issues going on, you know, you're being asked to go back and start your life again. Yeah. And that, that takes a huge task. So if there yeah. is anyone out there, you know what I mean? Just just takes all us in the fact that you can do it. We're on the other side of this crap that was all going on. Life is about to begin again properly. So you have a lot to look forward to. You know, dust off whatever darkness you've had over the last 18 months with this, your fear of COVID or your fear of vaccinations or whatever it is. It's time to go out and start living again. The, the light is back and the darkness is gone. And it's time to push on. And that's and all I will I will say this as well, Noel. Very, very well said. Very well said. Um, and I will say this. Anybody that knows either of us knows that we're very, very contactable. Very reachable. You know what I mean? I've had people from the United States text me about this podcast. And sometimes they're like, I'm like, who is this? Who is this person? You know what I mean? This guy is obviously not right. But in the sense... I'll still always reply because you don't know what's on the other end. Is it somebody that's struggling and they've listened to a podcast, they've listened to a show and they just want to chat. And like, if, if you're able to just take two minutes, not even two minutes, a minute of your time just to respond to somebody, it could be the difference in, you know, something, something really catastrophic is what I'm saying. Um, and that goes for anybody. I'm sure people are listening here and they have friends, you know, that they'd like to reach out and contact and people that they've probably fallen out with over stuff. Like, listen, I'm going to say it like this, and I'm not a preacher in any way, shape or form, but I will say this. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. I've lived quite many lives in this one life. And what I would advise people is reach out to someone. It's not always as bad as you think. You know what I mean? Tomorrow is promised to nobody to steal a, a, a Jake the Snake line. Um, there's ways of coming back. There's a great example. When you look at someone like Jake the Snake, you look at someone like, you know, Scott Hall, people like that. I know sometimes we we joke on the podcast and we give out about people. And look, I think it's, it's fair for me to say this here. With these podcasts, sometimes we are also playing characters. Same with me as in the Dynamo Kelly, sometimes I'm ripping on wrestlers in the ring, like a Marco stunt or whatever, but I'm telling you, it's because we're trying to grow a show. It's nothing, it's nothing personal on anybody. You know what I mean? It really look, all, look, all those guys that we rip on, when we walk into a WrestleCon, we'd be the first one to walk over and give them a fist pump. Absolutely. I was thinking about it today when I was thinking about doing this show tonight, and I was thinking, as content creators, we have a huge role to play in this, because as I say to people all the time, it doesn't matter to me whether I get one view or whether I get 200 views. Yeah. If that one view is that person that needs this podcast so much to lighten up his week or her week, 
I've done my job. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. That, that's how I say it. And I, I say that for podcasters and content creators around the world, you have such a huge role to play in this. And I'm telling you now, this this tidal wave that's coming of mental health is is going to be worse than anything we've ever experienced. Yeah. And I think as, as content creators and podcasters, we have a huge role to play in this in providing content and reaching out to people and being there for people and responding to comments and DMs and stuff like that. Just take time out of your day. Not everything has to have a dollar price tag on it. doesn't cost anything to no. respond. No, and you just never know the effect that you're having on someone. It's massive. Yeah, I think so. And we're talking to our audience now, and I think, you know, there's, there's plenty of people that know someone that know someone. This is a ripple effect. You know what I mean? This is a ripple effect because someone knows someone which, which becomes a listener, becomes then 20 different people that are involved in that one listener's life. You know what I mean? And yeah, 100%. And like, like I said, Noel, we're not trying to preach around here. We're trying no. to, we're trying to just, because you can't make sense of mental health. You can't make sense of somebody that takes their own life. You can't, it, 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 there is none. There's none to be found. Well, the, the problem is you'll never understand that mindset. No, because if you're if you're ever in that mindset, then it's 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 D day. You're done. You know what I mean? It's it's like so. This girl can't come back now and explain to us how she was feeling that day. It's like you Keith Flint I mean? from The Prodigy. I remember that one hit me very hard. Keith Flint yeah. from The Prodigy went out and had a run that day with a smile on his face. That was the last picture ever taken of him. It's when when people have made up their mind mm-hmm. that that's it, they find an inner peace with it. Yeah, and it's like. I just want to get this message out there now before before I do. And like it's it's just so so sad. And don't you know, don't listen to any of this Bible bashing stuff of that it's wrong and it's a sin or anything anything like that. But at the same time, what what's a sin is is not reaching out to people, I think. And that's not that's not a judgment. That's that the sin is not being able to kind of help people see them, as you said, see the warning signs before they get to that level i think and, and that's a saying on the person that knows something's going on you yeah, should it's it, it, it's it's not it's, it's more the reaching in than the reaching out exactly because this girl didn't feel that she had somewhere to go exactly you know what i mean and it's you know it's it's the reaching in it's recognizing as you said any of the weight gain or you know out of your normal routine Definitely. or feeling down or hitting the bottle or whatever it is yeah. these are telltale signs and these are kind of things that us as a human race now need to start reacting to and going you know i don't think he's right and i'm going to pick up the phone i'm going to call him or her and i'm going to listen check in them and say Look, we talk to people all week long. I talk to people all week long on the phone. Some people I talk to on the phone, I know that they have issues and stuff like that. But these are kind of like my little list of check-ins with people where I go, you know, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? What did you do today? Just a bit of chat. Makes a huge difference to their day. A simple little DM on Twitter, a simple little Facebook message, a simple little, you know, Instagram post. Something like that just makes someone's day. Yeah. And when they're feeling real, real low, it can pick them up and go, yeah, you know something? Someone cares. Right. Noel turned around and he cares, so I'm doing all right. And you know what I mean? And that's and if we just check in more with each other and we just be more conscious of the telltale signs as you spoke about, I think some of this we can avoid a little bit. And then obviously the support structures that need to be put in place when you recognize these things that like if you do step into that realm of you know approaching this girl and saying, you know, how you doing, that you have somewhere to go with her that you can take her to get the treatment that she needs to get back to where she needs to be. And unfortunately, in this case, it's too late. 
You know what? You mentioned something very, very good um, in our, you know, in our position as content creators, as podcasters, as broadcast journalists to steal a steal a line from uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, this is something that we have found a passion in. Something for me as a former pro wrestler, never reached the heights, fair enough, but also had a, a bad injury that mental illness did affect me as I've talked on previous episodes, but found something else, you know what I mean? And found a niche and found something that you're going, I, I encourage anybody, stop looking at that one thing that you can't do anymore. Do you know what I mean? If you're willing to put the work, you know, you hear of people that have broken their leg and the doctor says no, and you see those people coming back, that's just an extraordinary mindset and all power to those people. It's, it's an amazing thing to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for the people that aren't able to kind of have that mindset and that kind of, I suppose, courage and self-confidence, I think would be probably the main thing. The self-confidence is really where, where yeah. what it boils down to. Look at something else that you're good at. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many, like, anyone can be a podcaster now. You know what I mean? And I have people always saying, like, how do you set up a podcast? Like, well, it's really easy, man. <laughs> just get a microphone. And a camera, and you start talking. <laughs> you know, when you start talking, you just get a pen and a pad. You think about what, I mean, like, it, it's amazing to think, like, this started out from an idea on a toilet bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people always ask me that. Where did it start? I was taking a shit. <laughs> it's, it's you know and that's just to bring some light and humor back into it but it's the truth yeah. you know what i mean and like noel you always know when dynamos dozen was was starting like it, it really did a lot of people it really helped them do you know what i mean they love yeah. to listen to stories Absolutely. having people on like justy and some of the old wrestlers that you get on and stuff like that and now, when you came on board, you obviously have the, the football stories and lots of people love the football stories that, that you've had. You've had some amazing, amazing guests on. And, you know, the Monday mashup sometimes is the highlight of people's week. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like they look. These are little things that you can do, you know, and you made a really good point. I'm going to shut my mouth now after this one. But uh, you made a really good point, whether it's one person or it's one thousand. Someone listens to it and if that someone has a need for it every week it's your duty to give it to them i think yeah absolutely i mean what what do we say to the guys all the time on the network if you're going to produce a show and you're going to start a show it's every week every week every week because if you have viewers <clears throat> those viewers are going to think you're going to be there on the monday at nine o'clock or whatever it is you have to be there you can't let them down because you just don't know the level or the difference or the variety of the people who are tuning in and what they get from it. Some people just tune in because they know us maybe. Some people just tune in because they've gotten to know us. Some people like the banter and the dynamic between us and stuff like that. Yeah. But look, we could be making a huge difference in people's lives. And that's what I always say to people. You just don't know. Um, so yeah, it's just, I mean, getting back to Daphne, it's just, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's just heartbreaking for a character to be so full of life, so dynamic, has worked all over the place. I mean, that story where and beautiful, beautiful to, inside and out as well. You know, yeah, even that that even that beautiful story where she decided to retire and focus on her acting career, and she sold her wrestling boots to Mickey James, who was yeah. her roommate. You know what a what a what a beautiful story that is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you can imagine, just imagine how Mickey James is feeling right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know. 
all these people who touched her life and she touched their lives, you know, all the wrestlers that she was a valet for, all the fans that she met over the years, you know, and just like that, oh. the light switch goes and darkness and it's gone and it's another one we've lost. You know, as you said, we spoke about Ashley Mazzaro as well. You know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. You know and what I mean? And it's, I'd encourage, I'd encourage, I know probably not a lot of, you know, not a lot of big wrestlers might listen to our show, but some of them might because of the guests that we've had on. It's like I look at someone like Tammy Sitch now who's come out of prison and it's easy to kind of point the finger, you know, look at someone like Tammy Sitch who's been crying out for help for a long time. Like, we still have her. Let's keep an eye on her. Do you know what I mean? People like that. Keep an eye. There's a reason people go down these dark paths. You know what I mean? So... Anyone that we feel that, you know, I mean, I have to say, like, what the work that DDP does, it, it just, it, look, we'll, we'll do an episode, I suppose, on DDP one day, without shadow of a doubt, on, on the pod, man, and it won't be just about how great a wrestler he was, it's a, what a, what a human being, like, yeah, you, you know. Can't, you can't quantify the, the, the net effect that that man is having, and at the back end of having a fantastic <clears throat> wrestling career, yeah, and now at the back end, again, another guy, who feels that his role now is to give back to these guys who are crying out. I mean, look, where would Razor Ramon or Jake the Snake be? Where would Scott Hall be today if there was no DDP or DDP over? You know what I mean? It's and it's just, great that they're still with us, you know? Absolutely, it's brilliant. And look, at the end of the day, the world is a much better place when all these people are still in it because yeah. we speak too much. I mean, if you look at the Dark Side of the Ring series, we speak too much about too many wrestlers that we lose yeah. far too early. Look at look at all the brilliant wrestlers we've lost down the years far too early because, you know, we didn't recognise in time the issues that was going on and yeah. we, people didn't react to it. Support structures weren't there for whatever reason. You know yeah. what I mean? We've lost so many brilliant wrestlers down through the years who are probably, we could probably argue maybe halfway through their lives. Yeah, probably halfway through their lives, you know what I mean? And it's again, it's just, you know, it, it's a victim of circumstance, you know, it was the lifestyle back then, it was like the fall from grace, it was the injury that ended your career, it was, you know, your career being cut short, or a company let you go, or you couldn't find a way, and as you said, you had nothing to turn to to do something different. Like, can you imagine today if we had a podcast out there now, that was being hosted by Kurt Henning or hosted by Rick Rude. Yeah. Just, just imagine how brilliant that would be. You know what I mean? And it's just, it, it's sad when we see these, these people go, you know what I mean? And it, it doesn't matter what level you are at the business. It doesn't matter whether you were the 10 times WWE champion or whether you were a ring of honor valet, you left your impression and your mark on a business that we love. And um, it's just sad. It's just yeah. sad. Yeah, I think I think the only way to end the show is just to wish, you know, Daphne and um, you know rest in peace. That's all we can really say. And and, and just thoughts and prayers and condolences go family, out to yeah. her family and her friends and her close friends and her close wrestling friends in the wrestling community. I'm sure they're all hurting, you know what I mean? I mean if if CM Punk who has to go out and do an amazing job tonight now for AEW and you know, he's trying to deal with this as well and he's trying to you know, work his way through it, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure it's in the back of his mind and hopefully they'll do a little tribute for her as well. So, you know, 
in years to come, whoever's attached to her could pull out all out and go, there's a tribute for her. That's what she meant to us, you know what I mean? And if I could, if I could also just follow on with something like that, it's super important to me anyway. Um, just remember, if you are someone that likes winding people up and you like to be, you know, a keyboard warrior or whatever it is, and I want to say this like with all fucking sincerity, if you're that type of jackass that likes abusing people online, regardless of their status or their non-status, people see this. You know what I mean? People see this and you don't know how it affects people. We saw that poor Japanese girl, you know, take her own life because of online abuse. This is also another thing. Just fucking leave it out, man. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Just figure out, figure you know, figure out that line. I mean, look, we're football fans. We run a football podcast as well. We yeah. love the banter. We love going in on each other. About There's a fine line, about. yeah. But figure out that line that's like between banter and like dogged abuse. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and and stick to stick to the right side of it, basically. You know what I mean? You don't you don't need to totally upset someone and break them right down to have a bit of fun where we wind each other up and stuff like that. Never Absolutely. let it get abusive. That it's always fun. It's always in jest. It's always a bit of banter. Exactly, and that's that's why I said earlier. I just wanted to you know say that from my behalf. I know people have people have emailed me and text me going, "You've you've done a, a one eighty on Kenny Omega and all these AEW guys." I'm like, lads. Here's the truth. Someone like a Marco Stunt, even though I call him a little bollocks, do you know what I mean? They, I want people like that making a living. Do you know what I mean? Because they seem well-respected in the locker room. This is, we, we have to make content that people appreciate. And that's, that's, but I'm telling you here now, gloves off. I don't usually, you know, break the kayfabe on these, as I say, but it's, it's fun. And that's what it is. It's only ever meant in fun. So, um, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy it because you don't know how long you have these people in any industry, in any industry. You know, in the entertainment business, it's a different world. Um, there's that girl from, I think, Little Mix today, 39 years of age, dead, you know. Oh, girl, girls allowed to start a hurting, yeah, breast cancer. Yeah. 39 years of age, absolutely beautiful woman. Beautiful woman, great singer. Beautiful woman. You know, just very well, was very successful with those, with the girl band and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And then she was... It's heartbreak, you know. Yeah. It's heartbreak. It's not, we have so much. We have so much to live for. Live, live it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think Noel, that's probably the best way uh, to close it out. Any final words on Daphne? No, again, you know, just sad. I mean, like, you know, I, I went back down today through everywhere she worked and all she did and stuff like that. And like I said, just the dynamic of the girl, and, you know, from the screaming to the gothic crazy chick to Sarah Palin, you know, to, to selling her wrestling boots to Mickey James, you know what I mean? To, you know, imagine being CM Punk's girlfriend to Rich Ward's wife, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, she did what she did, you know, she went through a tough time and unfortunately it ended the wrong way. And look, RIP Daphne, look. I think from, uh, from, from myself and Noel, from, the Dynamo Podcast Network, um, from all our listeners, I'm sure, um, thoughts and condolences are with the family and friends. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace, Daphne.